0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Oh Snap, an MCU podcast. I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and today I'm joined by Keen Cobb. Oh, snap. And Rob Alessiani. Oh, snap. Yes, for any listeners that are still with us, thank you. Uh, we appreciate it. <laughs> we do. We do. Because we are not the most consistent Marvel podcast out there. Uh, we cover content as it happens, and that's only when we cover content. <laughs> <covers things. laughs> uh, so, hopefully... <laughs> With uh, Moon Knight out now, we will be back uh, weekly, and then we'll have uh, the Multiverse of Madness. So how about that? Um, one month one month out from, from that, we were talking before the podcast began, uh, me and Rob, and saying that it seems like we've been talking about Multiverse of Madness for over a year. And we have, because it has been over a year. It, it goes back to talking about it for Division. I remember talking about Multiverse, Multiverse of Madness then being like, oh, well, when it comes out, thinking it was going to be pretty soon, but it got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. But here we are a month out and a new trailer has just dropped. So that's what I want to open with is discussing the new mom trailer. Uh, so what are your first impressions? What are your questions? What are you confused by? Anything, Rob? Um, I'm not confused
1: <laughs> Uh, I, we were talking a little bit before, I think, you know, it makes perfect sense in the context of WandaVision and this, we're supposed to be much closer together in terms of, uh, in terms of release times. So I think a, a rewatch of WandaVision and a re-listen to all of the episodes we did on WandaVision, maybe we should even do like a pre, a pre Multiverse of Madness, uh, repod of, uh, of WandaVision. Um like a one episode because it you know it it's clearly gonna you're gonna want to watch that right before you go into it. Um if, probably if we do also that, my bad, that? if
2: we do that, I, I, I was gonna say if we do that, you gotta have to watch you kinda have to rewatch uh uh No,
1: um uh what if? Because Oh yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. The the
1: if, if you want to talk required viewing right before, yeah. if you want to be like all up to speed, it's WandaVision, what if. And uh and Spider-Man No Way Home. Like those are the three that'll kind of put you right in a prime viewing uh situation. I you know, we what do we have confirmed? Uh confirmed that it's going to be speaking directly to the implications of WandaVision. Uh, we're getting zombies, we're getting uh evil strange. Um the, the zombie we saw was Defender Strange, right? Is that yeah. okay.
2: I, thought we, I thought we saw two. I thought we saw uh Zombie Strange and Zombie Wanda. Zombie Wanda is going to bloody. Wanda,
1: yeah. I'm not sure. For yet. sure, for sure. Um, so it's it wasn't a ton of it. It wasn't anything like uh, you know Professor X where you're like, oh, actually, what the fuck? Everything was kind of like more confirming stuff that was very heavily speculated and, and teased at before. So I didn't see any new like what the fuck moments personally. Yeah. Maybe I missed something. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm it, I am as excited as I was before the trailer came out for this film, which is still very
0: keen.
2: I might be a little bit more just because like I said, I was actually more confused by this uh, because um, the initial thought behind it, or my thought at least was uh, Wanda was going to be like the pivotal, like villain in it. And she still might be, but maybe not. Cause like the big rumor was, uh, they weren't sure if it was finally Mephisto or if it was like <laughs> Nightmare. Uh, yeah. But I think they're leaning more towards Nightmare now. But uh, yeah, I, I, so that's a part of it. Um, and I, uh, they, I think they show more Mordo in this one. So like, I'm excited to see. I want to see if that's this Mordo or possibly a different universe Mordo that knows more. And maybe he's even, maybe that Mordo is even the uh, Sorcerer Supreme of that universe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he and like he might be on that board, and he's like, okay, this strange is fucking up, so I have to take care of it because of yeah. So I'm like I said, there's so many possibilities, and then that opens up even more doors for more characters to come through it. So it's it's a whole lot of shit. So yeah, I'm excited. A
1: a lot more though.
0: Oh, (laughs) whole lot more though. Less is more (laughs) though. Yeah, now Wanda. If I remember correctly, is a nexus being. There are no yes. variants of. Well, I mean, because the, the, there's the. What do you call it? The the zombie Wanda. But I thought the nexus being was that there was no variants. I, uh, I believe that? nexus
1: being means they exist in every single multiverse. Not necessarily that the same version exists, but okay. that yeah. they exist. There is not a universe without them, and they can kind of. Go back and forth. This is why we're the casual Marvel podcast.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We ask questions that we don't know the answers to uh, with any guest. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm very excited for, for this. And I think I'm more so excited after seeing this trailer, having seen Billy and Tommy in there, uh, seeing these direct, very direct connections to uh, WandaVision. Now in the, in the last trailer, there was a very direct connection where he's like, I'm not here about what happened in Westview. Uh, It's like, oh, Yeah. Okay. Some direct acknowledgement of what's happening on TV, because there's only been passing references to Mm -hmm. the TV universe. Uh, So getting this out here, I think is pretty, pretty great, Rob.
1: Okay. Um, I did a little quick Google foo. And, and it literally is addressing the confusion we have. It says a lot of people, this is, this is a expert post on, on the Marvel Studios subreddit. (laughs) On Quora. Uh, Many people think that being a nexus being means that the same version somehow exists in all the branches of the same time. That is not what it is. A nexus being is an entity with the ability to affect the probability of an event and create nexus events that wouldn't happen. Mm. So they can, they're so powerful that they're able to affect probability and, uh, and thus creating a nexus event. Okay. I th- no, okay. this is just some dude. So who the hell knows? But thanks, uh, yes. Jimmy Wu,
0: user. Some
1: no, Costas Pat two fifty seven.
0: Thank you, Costas uh, Pat. I mean, classic. Yeah, fantastic. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for Multiverse of Madness. We've been talking about it for so long. And uh, let me ask this: Yes or no, real quick, Keen, is Bruce Campbell in Multiverse of Madness? Oh, mm. if you had to guess.
2: I'll say yes, just for for all the all the times he popped up in Spider Man, even though, yep. like the the Rami or the other version. Yeah,
1: Rob, uh, we're taking we're taking this is this is just yes or no. Yeah, just
0: uh, yes or
1: no. I'll, I'll go with, I'll go with. I think his voice will. <laughs> mm. He has a good okay. history of doing Marvel voiceovers.
0: OK, uh, I will go on a record and say that, yes, he is absolutely in it. And it will be unmistakably Bruce Campbell on on screen. Uh, in what way? I don't know. But what if he's playing it's himself? Raimi. He puts him in everything. He's just what if, playing Bruce Campbell. What is what
1: if Bruce Campbell is like this? This is or. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what if he's just like just telling someone? To, so yeah, I was in Army of Dead uh, <laughs> or, or that'll be they'll see zombies and he'll be like, this seems familiar. And it will just be like a Stan Lee thing.
0: Yep. just like a little one off one off yeah. line thrown by um it would be fun to do a pre multiverse of madness stone cold locks yeah uh the thing you know just we we pick three things that we think we're going to see in multiverse of madness and uh see how close we close Par, with
1: parlay bets are so popular now we could just we could come up with like our our uh our 1000 to 1 parlay of like 10 different things we guarantee will happen and mm. see if yeah. we can get DraftKings to sign on
0: yeah. <laughs> it's a no-brainer uh yeah i think that there will probably also be some leaks between uh within the next month for some more things coming out um yeah i'm very much looking forward to it all right uh so let's we're here to really discuss moon Knight. we didn't do last week so we missed the first episode we're on episode two so this episode is just going to be what do we think what do we think of what's going on? Uh the the show in general, how is Oscar Isaac doing? Uh things that we're confused about. And then next week we'll start our, our actual episodic breakdowns of things. So we may not talk yeah. too much too too long here, uh, but just get some things out. So let's hear first impressions. Keen, how are you feeling about the show so far?
2: Overall, uh I feel like I can't remember who said it, but it was like on a previous uh previous run we had with one of the shows where it was like I, I wanted to watch it but i was like i kind of knew of the character but i wasn't like it wasn't like i was more excited for like what if and for like Falcon winter soldiers because i had such a connection to like the characters so sure. saying all that jesus christ i love this i love this show like it is so like you can clearly see it's marvel but it, it marvel keeps doing this thing where like it makes sure you know that this is this show like it's not going to yeah. be confused for other types of shows and like uh the, the camera tricks they're using, the uh the writing, the, the how in the first episode, you felt we felt like we were with Steven. Like we like mm-hmm. we wake up okay. with him, like what the How fu- how is it turned around? Why does he hold like it's and there was no explanation at first. Um and I love the second episode kind of like goes into a little bit more. Um yeah. And I don't have a. I I didn't think I needed a list, but Oscar Isaac might be number two in like my man crushes because it's like Paul Rudd, <laughs> and now I think maybe Oscar Isaac is just just so good, so good,
0: so good. Are these good. just MCU man crushes? Or is, is, is uh, it is, might is end up being, being that <laughs> I, I, unintentionally? It so that it's <laughs> Yeah, it just so happens. Yeah, and then R. D. J. Uh, Rob, first impressions.
1: I mean, I yeah, I. I I love this. Um I I'm a little it's not what I thought it was going to be in a few ways. Number one, I think it was unofficially the fandom had kind of dubbed this. It we've always kind of said that like now it feels like less like Marvel is building it, they are building a multiverse. They are building like multi-layered stories that are just kind of planned to go in perpetuity. They they're kind of building like you know, like com- like printed comics, this could kind of run forever and we can just have different people portraying and different, different personas taking on the mantle of certain. So they're like almost building a, um, like there was an old computer game called Unreal Tournament, right? Mm-hmm. And when they built Unreal Tournament, the computer game, they built an engine that the game was built on. And then every other the game- Unreal Engine. Yeah, Unreal Engine. And then every other game started using that engine to like build their game. And what Marvel has kind of done here is like we've built an engine that you can make movies of any genre within, right? Like Captain America and the Winter Soldier was like espionage, James Bond type, you know, intrigue stuff, and and um, you know, Ragnarok was kind of like pulpy seventies, kind of like rock, rock. Uh, it was almost like a big long music video, um, yeah. and this was supposed to be the fandom kind of dubbed this as like, oh, this is horror, this is going to be the MCU's horror. So far it's got kind of some horror tropes it's got some jump scares it's got uh yeah. horror visuals it's certainly the most overtly violent yeah uh, even though not not a lot of violence is like shown shown but like th- this guy's got to have the highest kill count of uh of on-screen uh confirmed deaths um of like any certainly anybody in the uh him and winter uh, soldier Disney plus like right MCU. there what's
2: yeah. that as a him and winter soldier are, like right there as far as sure, like, but like <laughs>
1: but like just for disney plus marvel stuff like oh, this plus, is yeah, yeah. very violent for a disney plus program that they produce like they just took on all the netflix stuff and god there's real gr- gritty violent stuff in, in a lot of those shows but this is like when he cuts back in um switzerland is it uh in the alps, yeah, in alps somewhere and it's yeah. just like what people scared about him just dead that yeah. clearly he he killed So there's a lot of surprises. Um, I I really, really, uh, I really like it. I wanna pose a question after Mike, you give your, uh, I I wanna know why this feels, why does this feel so different, but still distinctly Marvel? There's like a few things that I can think of, but it feels different than any other Disney Plus show we've seen almost to the point where like, if you didn't tell somebody that this was a Marvel show, and they didn't know of the rest, like it doesn't feel necessarily like a Marvel show, um, but it fits in with them really well to, for, yeah, for me. Uh,
0: that actually leads into my first impressions. Uh, now, we, uh, I, I was going to say we, uh, one of our podcasters, Michael Henley, who's who's done this show, has a constant critique of Marvel films, and that is that they are, they're cookie cutter. Uh, That they are very much like you can just swap out parts, and you're not going. They they don't allow. He would put the way he would put it. I think uh, is that they don't allow the directors to direct. They give them a mold, and they have to direct within that sort of sort of mold. I don't really fully agree with that. There there are some that I like more than others for sure. Um, But we're not really seeing that with the television shows. It seems like they are really allowing the television directors uh, and showrunners to create. A vision to create something that is is uniquely uh, suited to the character and the story that they are are telling um now I, I do agree rob there is some things that are genuinely marvel in there but like you're saying there's also it's it doesn't feel like those other ones um the one that i felt very cookie cutter marvel is probably falcon and winter soldier that's the only one i yeah. think that was very much like this is a marvel show and it looks like For a sure. marvel movie uh, whereas the other ones are much more uh they have their own individual personalities uh that that match the character that they are or the the character and or the story that they're they're telling now first impression's generally about the show i think oscar isaac is fantastic i think he's he's putting he's acting the shit out of We don't deserve out him. Of these we roles. two emmys he needs <laughs>
1: yeah, two emmys
0: right? he's exactly he's acting the shit out of both, both of these roles um or maybe three roles yeah because i'm not Miami even sure we'll, we'll, we'll chat about it but I, i'm not even sure i fully understand what's going on um but yeah see he's he's being fan uh being great in this uh we've seen in the first episode as, as keem was saying how we, we feel like we're right there with him we don't know what's going on he doesn't know what's going on um and then in the second episode we're seeing a little bit more and yeah there's some some horror elements to things but we're not it's not too scary uh i do enjoy that they are allowing it to be as violent as, as it is. And it's probably going to get even more. So, um, when they put, when Disney plus put the shows, the, the Netflix shows on, and then this was around the corner, they added that, um, profile thing, where you can watch, uh, graphic content. Uh, if you, if you notice that, um, yeah. cause I had to change mine. Well, like, yes, allow all access. Thank you. Um, don't, limit what I can watch, uh, which is also weird because there's so many because they own the Fox Library, 20th yeah. century Fox Library. There's so many movies that could be on Disney Plus that they're not. But hopefully this is kind of opening the gates a little bit. Like the alien films should yeah. be on, uh should be on there. And they're well in they're every
1: not. other country, Disney Plus has another service that's kind of yeah. bundled with it. And we get Hulu and well you can get Hulu and ESPN plus, but every other country has another I forget what it's called. But it's it's basically like just the non-kid stuff that mm. Disney owns, and yeah, it would be nice if I think this is probably a way of of, of introducing that because the, the the critique that that's, you're seeing on like some parenting forums and things like that, and it's very few and far between. I think most people realize like you shouldn't let an entire service like be the adjudicator of what's okay for your kids, but I think people were like, well, if it's on Disney Plus, uh, I can just like set it and forget it and not worry about what my kids are gonna find. Meanwhile, like the Simpsons are on there. There's some stuff on there that's not appropriate Yeah, There's sure, a lot there's, of stuff. <laughs> there's been there's been, you know, most of it is, but but some of it's not. And there's a there's a lot of content that's been on Disney Plus from the jump that just might not be as popular that he yeah, has not is not uh children's fair it's just kind of hidden. I mean God, the dark crystal is is uh spooky and so the, yep. the black cauldron come on is that on Disney Plus yeah. yet that thing's terrifying. <laughs>
2: Uh, I want to get back
0: to.
2: I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, let's go back to the. Let's get back to (laughs) what we're talking about.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I want to go back to Rob. The question you had posed uh, about this feeling—both very different different? and very Marvel hallmarks. Yeah. Um, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Uh, I.
1: (laughs) I think the two main things um, that I can think of is it's not dealing. This might be the most obscure character since like iron man because people forget that like iron man was not anywhere close to yeah it was like spider-man B level like, like it was yeah like like it was basically when i was growing up and i i was born in 83 i was i was reading comics fr- from the point that i could read and it was spider-man x-men and like There were a few others, you know, maybe Captain America, but even he wasn't that huge then. It was like Spider-Man and X-Men were the big, the big guns. And then there was like an entire menagerie of other superheroes. I used to read Moon Knight when I was growing up, but it was always just like, because it was on the racks. So I think going with a really obscure character that's still obscure, even after the whole five phases Mm -hmm. we've been through, uh, like... This is still a, a pretty relative unknown uh, hero in the Marvel in the Marvel universe, even to like comic book readers, uh, to a certain extent. Um, like I bet you, if you talk to most comic book shops, you'd be like, "Oh, who's 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 getting the Moon Knight in their pull list?" And they'd be like, "Yeah, not many. Like, you know, it's not not that uh not that popular of a character, but it's so rich with just like cool stuff that they don't tackle." And then the other thing is it's not connected thus far. They haven't made a reference to the snap. They haven't, this is, it's, there's just no, there's none of these like references that feel almost like necessary or that like Marvel feels like they have to, it's just, it is currently totally independent while existing within the same universe. Yeah. So it's, it it feels like the most proof of concept of that, like we built an engine and now we're going to build another program on that engine. So it's going to feel like it, it's going to have some of the, you know, the visual hallmarks and the way that Marvel tells a story, which is becoming like, you know, very distinct. You're going to have humor built in. It's going to be gritty, but not like DC gritty where it just feels like everything's cast in shadow. Um, This, this show more than most is cast a lot in shadow, but yeah. And then you get just like this powerhouse actor in Oscar Isaac that just that feels like some of these are like Oscar Oscar worthy moments where it's just mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. So that's why it um, feels different to me.
0: Yeah. Keen, any thoughts on that?
2: Um the, the big the big thing uh that I really didn't think about the, the first episode uh because I was like so wrapped up in it. Uh yeah, I'll take that joke. Yeah, wrapped up in it. Um <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but no, uh in the second episode, that's when it kind of hit me. Like I was I was watching a scene of it and I was like, wait, what year is this? Like where or when is this in like the timeline of everything that happened? Because like you said, yeah. there has been no mention of it. Um I I agree with Rob, the fact that like like I, I heard in passing about Moon Knight just because it would be like a random kind of like you, you would read about like the different teams across Marvel and like random combination of configurations. I remember hearing about Moonlight, Moon Moonlight, Moon Knight, maybe like once or twice and then no shit about them. Okay. And, um, but then when I, when I learned like before, when they were announced it, oh, sorry, when they announced this and uh, then I started learning more and more about it. Um, as far as like how it fits, I don't see, I, I don't see horror. I mean, there's definitely horror parts, but this feels way more like adventure, action, yeah. thriller—a little bit more mm-hmm. right now. Um, and I was reading that like Moon Knight was kind of like supposed to be the answer to Batman, maybe yeah. for Marvel.
1: Yeah, it was a pastiche like, of Batman. They were like, "We need a we need a investigative dark guy with a cape, basically."
2: Uh, or uh very nice suit and I, I want to talk about Yo. that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: uh but yeah so it, de- it definitely like, feels like it because there's I, I I think I think we we I think we're not doing uh Ethan Hawk uh, credit even with great. the little bit that he's in so far he's like creepy but like cool and like I want to trust him but like he might kill me. So like, it's just like it, overall is really really cool so far.
0: Uh, all right. So I want to talk a little bit about the character and the plot line that we know of so far, and, and any moments that you uh, that come to mind for you. Uh, so this guy has dissociative identity disorder (DID), uh, and so you, you have Steve, Stephen, Stephen with a V, um, Mark Spector, and then you have Mark Spector, his identity. Is possessed by what what's the conchu. Kanchu, yeah, is possessed by he's the, conchu. He's the
1: avatar of Kanchu. Yeah.
0: Uh he's
1: not necessarily possessed by him, more like in his uh servitude.
0: Yeah.
1: He has a bargain that he has to conchu saved his life. And in return, he has to kind of do conchu's will on Earth because Kanchu can only affect so much, which we yes. saw in episode two. He can kind of blow stuff around, but he can't directly interact. Yeah
0: and Khonshu is <clears throat> he's justice uh yeah. people do bad things and then he comes for them and yeah, then you a type of ethan
1: justice yeah
0: ethan hawk's character again ethan hawk is fantastic harrow i think the name was yeah. uh and he is a former avatar of Khonshu. And, which is cool
2: to learn i didn't yes. i didn't think that was going to be a thing
0: yeah right uh and he serves another egyptian god um amit something like amit? that um, it's, yep. and that character is more like minority report uh the precog who yep. wants to stop people before they commit crimes which again yeah. uh they talk about in the show is like are you judging innocent people you know how how is that possible um so that's the that's the character and the dynamic between the two um he is discovering all of this through through these first two episodes he's discovering is he discovering that he has disassociated disassociative identity disorder i think so this?
2: yeah
1: because yeah. Stephen yeah. definitely is
2: yeah i i think i think what's new about it i think mark knew but i think Stephen is not because i think Stephen is and i don't even want to how we can even talk about this uh i think Stephen is a created i think a created like dormant version that mark came up with or like applied that to as far as like the building of the backstory and the the, the, um, the accent and the job and stuff so yeah this is this is gonna be crazy
1: yeah yeah it's um it's it's a very interesting dynamic what I've heard uh I, I think some of the creators have said that this is really like um, a three act with two episodes per act and each ep- each two episode is going to deal with like a different like I think we're going to be following Mark around now for two episodes. So if that's the case and like well, Mark's going to be taking primary control. And if that's the case it begs the question what's the third act? Like cuz we only know two personalities so far. Yeah. Um I know in the comic there's there's way more i'm I'm not an expert on moon knight the comics uh at all but uh, i do i i do believe that there are several more options more. yeah um but it's just done so well like totally distinct characters even though they even to the point where like if you pause them next to each other like facial expressions are different but you're like why do they look so different even yeah. though they it's just all uh, oscar isaac man he's he's really <laughs> knocking it out of the park with this performance
0: yeah and when he woke up with his jaw dislocated, that was oh. such a oh. that hurt to look at. And then Ooh. he just kind of <laughs> and smashes it in place. Um, yeah. And as far as Harrow goes, so yeah, we know he's he says he is a former avatar for kanshu Uh, and he's now on this emit emit train, uh, wants to yeah. get people before they before they do bad things. Uh, and he has these scales on his arms. He contains some of the power, a small amount of the power as he puts it, like a very, very, very minuscule amount of the power of a mitt Um some of it runs through him, some of it runs through that cane, or it runs through that cane and then it runs through him. I'm not sure how it works. Um but he judges people. He he basically is a cult leader. Um and it's the cult of a mitt and people want to be a part of it yeah. and he judges them and sucks their life sucks their life force out of them right on the spot, broad daylight. Boom, yeah. done. He hustles
2: them
1: up. <laughs> yeah. He, 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 um, Ethan hawk said he based a lot of this character on um David Koresh of the Branch Davidians. Sure, and that you can kind of uh, that's also been dramatized. That story's been dramatized quite a bit recently. Mm-hmm. Um, Waco's a very good miniseries, uh, disturbing but very well done. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can definitely see it. It's like that thing yeah. of like, oh, if you talk to this guy, you're like, if he can get you know, on his, on his, uh, in his arena and kind of tell you his thing. You're like, okay, well, everything you're saying sounds great. And he's like, oh, oh, by the way, also, I get to marry all all of these people and have sex with all of them. And then, and guns, we're going to have a ton of those. Lentil soup. Uh, mm. um, so it's it's just, yeah, the, there's, this might be like the best acting, I mean, recency bias, but this is definitely one of the best acted Marvel properties in, in uh, you know there's always good acting nobody no, marvel doesn't ever seem to have like terrible um acting the casting is incredible we've talked about this at length um yeah but man this one just feels like really just stepping up uh, a level or two in terms of just the quality of acting we're getting well the they' able
0: to cast it uh with the other shows all of them have been pre-existing characters right uh yeah. Falcon, Winter soldier uh wanda uh envision. Uh, Loki, um, the what if's a cartoon, you know, and so. But with mm-hmm. this, they're able to. They had a character that has not appeared in any of the movies, so they they weren't saddled with that actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they created something specifically new uh, and got were able to go out and shop around and get a fucking killer actor or killer actors uh, with Ethan Hawke in there um, uh, as well. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, now you have the next one, the Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. um and then echo um it, you know they're also have the ability to kind of get someone new although i think miss marvel is in dr strange is that the one that's in dr strange or is, is she who's the one that's I in think Doctor it'll be strange? somebody it's
2: gonna be oh marvel i don't know if it's like no uh, it's all not miss marvel
1: it's um oh what's the speculation the star she's creates star america reporters. something oh. yeah Miss I mean, america it <laughs> america for it when i yeah reporting. it's america for
0: from superstore <laughs> <laughs>
2: I forgot a name. Hold on. Wait,
0: America- Ugly uh, Betty? Isn't that ugly? Betty? <laughs> ugly Betty's in the MCU. Um, but yeah, so all I'm getting at is that they're with these new characters in Moon Knight's the first one where they're able to shop around and get somebody new rather than have them debut and they've because they've been around for so long, you gotta and not that the MCU has bad actors or anything, it's just people that have been long long playing these parts. Yeah,
1: America yeah. Chavez. Um, there America it is. Chavez.
0: Yeah. Um, yes. And the goal of Harrow and his followers, his cult, is to resurrect Amit, right? Mm-hmm. Bring Amits back to Earth uh, so that they can, almost like Gozer the Gozerian, um bringing back and, you know, they're going to final judgment.
1: Yeah, they're going to just kind of wash the planet in judgment and just everyone who remains is 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 on the righteous path and, and the world will have it, it's very thanos right very although thanos. it's it's much more evil than thanos <laughs> in terms of thanos was kind of like like total down the middle whatever yeah, happens, down happens. the middle uh total genocide but without any bias and this is like this is like uh you know based on our form of what we think is right we're you know it's not necessarily going to be half, but uh just going to snap your fingers and All the people who might do something terrible at some point are gone. And
0: this brings in the uh, theology, like theologic um, aspects uh, of this, whether it's fate, uh, whether it is uh, predestination, free Mm -hmm. will, uh, all of those sorts of arguments uh, and the different scholars through time who have argued for one or the other. Uh, And it seems like this particular storyline is like your whole life is predetermined. It doesn't matter what you do. Uh, It's all, it's all going to happen. So um, Amit is coming in and saying, no, this is how it is. Boom. You're done. Finished. Adios. You're dusted. Uh, And that's a, it's pretty dark. It's pretty dark for the, uh, for the MCU. Like, I mean, with Thanos, it's like he was saying, like down the middle, good, bad is still going to exist. It has nothing to do with how you live your life. It's just going to be the, be the case. Whereas this is saying you are inherently bad. You're going to mm-hmm. do something in your life. Uh, <clears throat> and what's the bar? What's the bar here? Uh, so I'm curious how, how deep they're going to get into that side of things. It's six episodes. I don't know how deep. Uh, and I don't know that the majority of fans are really interested in the um, the religious predestination determinative factors of... It's an interesting legacy. backdrop. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm very interested in it, clearly. Um, but I'm just curious how much more they're going to get into it. Uh, mm-hmm. So, other thoughts around the plot, things that happened, moments that you enjoyed, and then we'll get out of here.
1: Um, I loved. Uh, uh, I loved when his when. Um, oh God, what's her? What's the character's name uh, that showed Mark, up? Uh, Stephen. No, no, uh, his wife, Kayla. Yeah, when Layla showed up and you were kind of like, Oh, it kind of had me going Oh, She's going to like, when she showed up, you're like, Oh wow. She really went like above and beyond to find, to find this guy. You didn't know was, you didn't know was his wife yet. Then like, he kind of realized like, no, this is totally on board. Like she's, this has been their pursuit, her and Mark. Um, She's just as knowledgeable. I love the idea of, you know, I I didn't need this to have like a love interest, love interest to be interesting. Sometimes that can kind of get shoehorned in there, but the fact that like, you know, Mark is doing this to protect her, keeping her at arm's length to protect her. And Stephen's basically like, man, this is the p- I would never divorce you. You, This is the person <laughs> yeah. you were who I've been looking for this whole time. Um, it's going to be it's going to be very interesting to see how that dynamic uh, plays out, like literally, you know, the two the two male leads who are played by the same actor using the same body. Um jealousy among yourself is going to be oh, very yeah. Yeah. very interesting to yeah. uh to you know there's all sorts of moral dilemmas there about you know which personality is is the primary you know and yeah there's there's also we could get there's a huge mm-hmm. rabbit hole about um just you know right and wrong and and uh things like that in 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 in, in that but um uh the the big moment for me uh the 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 cupcake wagon car chase was incredible uh one of the coolest sequences um i'm i'm good on jackals i don't need to see any more jackal fights oh yeah i'm good i don't need that <laughs> i feel like when he when he I, that was when really the one part when i was like oh okay they could have found something else um was when he like we saw the jackal in the first one in the first episode, and then he hit the cane and like opened this portal, and I was like, Oh, what's and coming? Jackals. And it was like, We have more jackals. So it's like, okay, <laughs> we well, just won though. Uh all right. Uh Mm-mm-mm. so like we need that's gotta get ramped up. Um bigger jackals. <laughs> we this jackal <laughs> has a knife. Uh <laughs> but um yeah, I uh that that was a great fight. It, it it uh you know it feels it does feel very Batman. You can see how this was a pastiche because it's like running on rooftops and um yeah. and the, yeah, the the superhero landing in the in the really put you together. You, you got to you uh, always gotta, gotta hit the, the superhero Knight. landing. Yeah. Uh what's the name of that? There that that character has a different name when it's Ooh. Stevens. It's like Mr. Knight. It's Mr. Knight. Oh, okay. that's that's the name of that persona of the suit like in the comics it's mr knight it's very just kind of like dapper and put together and looks great
0: mm-hmm. it, did. it looked great uh and the thing that mark is protecting his wife from is that conchu wants her as his next avatar yeah uh, and as long as mark is there that's not going to happen but when their deal is done I guess he has to give it over. And if he does give it over, Kanchi's like, okay,
1: but yeah. then
0: I'm going to go after her.
1: If he gives it up and doesn't, you know, if he doesn't get mission accomplished and either dies or can't, can't cut the mustard Kanchi's going on to the next one. And right now it's, uh, it's his wife and he's, you know, so he's being protective and Steven's just not fully up to speed on everything yet. So he's just, uh, he's just kind of along for the ride, but that punch, he landed a good one. I hey, like Juan that. Juan. Yeah, Mark. Was he, <laughs> yeah. Said Bob, he said, he said, I was like, Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> oh, slow down. He was very happy with it. Uh, oh, and now man. I can't oh, like, stop thinking yeah, about. Yardi
0: slang coming out of my Oscar <laughs> Isaac. Uh, now I can't stop thinking about who the primary is. Yeah. Um, like in using other movies as examples uh, or stories from real life. Yeah, it could be that Stephen is the primary, and he created Mark as a defense mechanism uh, for any some sort of trauma that happened in in his life. Um, or it could be the other way around. It could be yeah. Mark has created that had created this identity as yeah. just something to get
1: separate. Separate. Things. I don't know from the comics. I I, I think I, you know they're not going to be beholden. To the comics. I think in the comics Mark is the primary because I think Mark was the original, and when the character was created, the the um, uh, the disassociative identity disorder, um, you know, various personalities that was not part of the original. It was literally just like, this is Marvel's Batman. And then like in various storylines, they kind of play with the DID as, as a character trait in this show remains to be seen who like the original was, but I, I, in my gut, I feel like Mark is the, Mark is the primary who had to create Steven because he literally had to disappear. Like you know, he he was so he needed to protect he needed to protect Layla. So in his mind, he like I I cannot ever be traced back, and I need to create wow. something that can't answer questions about anything uh, that that of my previous life. So Stephen wakes up one morning and has a goldfish with one uh, fin.
0: Yeah, as Nemo. Yeah, I could see that. I also feel like it could. It, could easily be the other other way around. Oh, for sure and he created that as a because uh, it's th- throughout this these two episodes it's like give over control i'll get us out of this what so i feel like there's probably something in in the past within again i don't know anything about the comics so uh any of our listeners um that do could be like this idiot listen to this idiot um but yeah i feel like there could be something in the past and he's created this character that helps get him out of jams. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, Keen, what are your thoughts?
2: Um I think I think Mark is the primary. I think uh he, like I said, he creates Steven as like a as like a defense mechanism as far as like uh something to like kind of take this, take the heat off of him for a little bit. That's why he had the storage locker, had all this, he has a bed in the storage locker, which is like some crazy shit. And of course, it's like a military grade, like mm-hmm. straight tarp lay down that's all you that's all you can get that's all you're doing with it mm-hmm. um i i wish we could see a fla i mean I, I don't think this show lends itself well, you could do a flashback but i would like to see him and layla together on an adventure and kind of like see how it led to it um and i think Kanchi probably wants layla just because how knowledgeable she is when it comes to uh the ancient history of like uh egypt and I, the reason why I think Steven's created, I think Steven and Layla are so connected because Mark probably used the knowledge that she, he gained from Layla to kind of like influence or like create Steven's character as far as like what he knows and like how, how the fact that like they were, they were like clicking back and forth because like, I think he designed him after Layla a little bit. Um, okay. okay. Yeah. So, uh, Yeah. I don't think I answered the question, but I think I just explained a lot of stuff, so. Yeah, no,
0: there, there was some answer in there. Um, <laughs> all right, what are some other moments that you enjoyed? Uh, Keen, you had mentioned something about the suit, or maybe that was already discussed. Uh, uh, that
2: was that, that was discussed a little bit, but, like, the maybe I, it, I enjoyed it, even though it was a sad moment, was when he realized it was Sunday and not Friday, and oh, yeah. the fact that, like, he, like, I've been in those situations where like, I feel like I lost the whole fucking weekend. (laughs) And obviously I wasn't shooting guns on the Alps or whatever, but uh, I wish no, but um, the fact that to once again, to live that with him, the fact that like he had a date that he didn't know about, he was like, Oh, I'm a vegan, but I don't care. I'll make it work. I'll go to a steakhouse, whatever. Mm -hmm. And a vegan was like, he was just like, uh, Oh, where are you? And she was just like, funny that was two days ago and he's like yeah to lose that much time and to not know that's terrifying and it's just like it was i I, that part really got to me
0: yeah and it doesn't seem like there's any time at all it's like a snap uh Mm -hmm. he he loses control or he regains his his uh, steven regains that that control and no real no real time has passed it's like uh if you watch severance uh, when, oh, they the, te- when they go I'm up when they go up the elevator it, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it's no time has passed at all between their work life and their their home life. Um, yeah uh, the car chases have been pretty great too. Um, oh yeah like the one that they did uh, when, when the logs all went down was that? that was at the Alps. Yeah yeah. and then yeah, a lot of the the action sequences have been very, very good throughout the these two episodes so far and pretty big too pretty yeah. pretty big pretty Seems big like things big for like the first two episodes yeah um so these six episodes are shaping up to be pretty action packed i'm very
1: curious when this was shot um like you know was this shot like heat of lockdown was this shot like kind of in a in a in a valley of case numbers it it does feel sparse in terms of how many people are around in certain times um and maybe even like there's some cgi when they need to fill in um some cr- group scenes but um yeah i'm just very curious uh when this was shot um because yeah just certain times you're like this feels like they wanted more people here but mm, there's not uh more people what, here
2: what could be cool this i wish the way you the way you, i know you asked so it's know you asked that as far as like real life uh, pandemic related. But what if they used that in a way, if they placed it in the middle of the blip, as far yeah. as like half the world is gone? It's a good, and it's so a good question. And so maybe that's maybe that's why it's kind of it's they're trying to get, get going. Uh,
1: yeah, because we no don't mention, know where this fits in terms of the timeline, right? There's no mention. Um, we don't on this podcast. Maybe someone <laughs> yeah. has figured it out. Probably. <laughs> uh, I forgot the,
2: the, it was in, I forgot what they were called, but the group, the the re, relocation group or whatever for um people that came back from the yeah well yeah yeah but that company that they were kind of going against um right yeah yeah so like that that group there's no mention of that there's no i don't know man like it could be even pre pre pre-blip maybe you will see a part in it like one of the episodes where it happens and maybe that what if that what if that uh what if that snaps one of the characters away What if like Steven's gone for five
0: years
1: (laughs) (laughs) and he comes back like, Oh, blimey, mate, what happened? Oh, bro. So it does take place after the blip. Okay. um, Because there's ads on the double decker bus for the global repatriation council, which is the giant global thing that gets put together to incorporate people back into society after they've reappeared. Um, people are saying somewhere between 2023 MCU time and 2024 MCU time.
0: Okay. So, okay.
1: but, but a good point. Yeah. So, you know, people could still be a little people could st- timeline currently sits at the very end of the MCU playlist after Hawkeye. Oh, only going off of the streaming sites, Marvel page listed Marvel cinematic universe in timeline order has moon knight sitting all the way at the end after hawkeye so but that could also yeah. just be it's the most recent like release, release. Based though yeah <laughs> yeah that, i mean that that is supposed to be in timeline order but you know that could also be like an intern who had to upload it <laughs> exactly <laughs> sure.
0: uh well I've we got that four episodes left to get to the bottom of that um any other thoughts because we'll just do a quick round of winners and losers to cover the first two episodes and then we'll get out of here um
1: if who are we up? who are we who do we think is going to show up and where do we think we're going to see i mean maybe that's a question for the end who do we think is going to show up in this series that you know established mcu folk i've i have a couple i can think of
0: i feel like we're probably going to see contessa yeah and maybe sharon uh is it sharon carter which is the yeah. which yeah. is the Carter? yeah um the uh the boss what was her what was her name June Carter June Carter, Carter, June Carter. <laughs> uh uh sorry. no what was her I name I forgot what in it was called the power broker um, there it is yeah
2: i so, don't any, i don't have anything in there i don't have any established stars but something just popped in my brain i'm gonna call it i'm gonna say we're gonna see blade
1: Blade? Mm. i mean that was definitely a possibility because blade talks to the black knight at the end of the eternals and that's yeah. all and he's based in the uk this is in the uk although now we're going to egypt apparently so but i think the black the black knight was my guess which is another like very vague
0: yeah
1: they could just be making a super team of superheroes that the general public hasn't heard of <laughs> yeah um, well that would be or, just would, the, like the or whatever the what? um that would be one guess. I think there I think in terms of like really established characters, I think there's a chance that um, uh, I think there's a chance we do see um, uh, Bucky. Ooh, I, okay. I, I don't know why I was getting like a winter soldier, <laughs> winter soldiery vibe, but I think you're also right with the power broker um, uh, Carter.
0: Yeah. All right, let's hit some losers for the first two episodes. Uh just one from covering the two. Uh Rob, who you got?
1: That was an old lady who got <laughs> yeah. who got huskified real quick. She was <laughs> like, I've been good my whole life. He's like, I don't doubt it, but in the next two weeks before you die, apparently you're gonna choke an orphan. Uh yeah. and he just totally drains her. Uh that yeah. was that was a rough one for her. <laughs> choke an orphan. Uh Keen, who you got? Oh uh, man, that's tough. That's tough.
2: Uh I'm gonna go with Ah uh, man, I forgot my man. The man that made the, the the man that had the lentil uh recipe. Cause like he was sitting up there chilling, like, yeah, man, I'm glad <laughs> you weren't doing my soup. And then layla was like, All right, off you go. Yep. And just toss them off <laughs> off that, yep. off that landing. <laughs> uh
0: I'm gonna go with Steven with a V as my loser for discovering all of this now. Uh losing out on that date uh waking up with with injuries and blood and everything else and he doesn't know what the hell is going on um and hopefully he'll come to grips with all of that in these next few episodes and winners keen
2: um i was gonna go with Scotty, but um i'm not gonna do that um that great. i think i think the winner might be hmm. damn yeah i'll go, I'll go with, i'm gonna go with mark um just because for what i wasn't sure of it but i knew mark was gonna be spelled with a c because only cool mark spell it spelled with a c and not a k not a k so i knew that was gonna happen and i'm mm-hmm. I'm excited to see more of him it was like more of like that fuck that fucking killer action dude so yeah mark
0: yeah uh, and that was a funny moment when he has the scarab and he's uh ethan Hawke's character harrow's like okay just hand it over he's like oh yeah sure here you go and it's just like the physicality there that yeah. was like a
1: buster like, keaton movie like he was <laughs> <what>? so, i <laughs> yeah. swear to god if any of that was cgi i'll be so disappointed because that was so cool now
2: that was walkaway ringing. was hilarious when he was mm. just stomping away
0: yep um rob winner
1: um joke answer is uh the woman who he stood up on a date uh <laughs> because you dodged a bullet lady mm-hmm. uh, and the real answer is layla I think just stone cold, badass, super cool character. Mm -hmm. I want to like every scene she was in, she stole, she stole the, uh, the focus for me, just a really, really cool character and a great performance.
0: Yeah. Uh, my winner as well, for reasons previously mentioned, I mean, the fact that a God is like, yeah, you, her, I'll, I'll, yeah, please. I'll take that, uh, is, is a pretty big deal. So I think that's pretty awesome. Um, Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Keen. Thank you, Rob. Uh, We'll be back next week uh, to discuss an episode, an entire episode. Uh, Mm -hmm. We'll spend a little bit more time on the moments, uh, but we needed to get, we need to get caught up. We need to restart the machine. You know, we Mm -hmm. need, we need to get back in the gym. Get these gears (laughs) oiled. Yeah. Turn Mm -hmm. on the big podcast machine and now it's on. So next week we're back covering episode three of Moon Knight. Uh, Once again, thank you, Keen. Thank you, Rob. And thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.